Welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinny Rock Podcast. What's up, y'all? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. Uh, I've had I've had James Cameron on before. We we were we were gonna do an open discussion. Uh, it was gonna be almost a debate essentially on the the space that James Cameron really works in, and that's executive protection. Correct. That's like the main yep. argument that we were gonna talk about. Right. But uh, the other gentleman who was supposed to join us um, apparently got word it wasn't a good idea to join us because they didn't want to be you know I don't know whatever the case. We're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. But before we get to that, I have to hit my sponsors real quick. And I have some new ones, um, James. So you're going to have to bear with me. Yeah, sure. And and just this is part of the process of who we are. And Mike will cut us somewhere in the middle to do another sponsorship. We're growing this bad boy. Just, awesome. just growing it. Um, I got another sponsor I'll tell you about later, Mike, as well. Oh, lovely. Core Medical Group. Uh, James, do you currently use testosterone at all? Have you tried that yet? Have you gone down that road? No comment. Okay. Sounds good. No <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, yeah, I use core medical group. It's a testosterone replacement therapy. Uh, they ship it directly to my house. It is a telemedicine company. Now, obviously COVID has changed a lot of things and they found a lot of success with the telemedicine. They do more than just TRT. They can do all kinds of different things that supplement your hormones to make you feel good again. Uh, there's nothing that, uh, that can't be fixed in the in the space of hormones as well as uh, your male libido. Yeah, they got boner pills. So it's something that's pretty important. I think I think it's not spoken on spoken on very often, but you know it's a really good company. I really trust them with everything they do. You guys have questions about TRT and getting tested? Please let me know. We have Live Bearded promo code Rocco. Live Bearded is how I make this beautiful thing look so good. Yes, oils, shampoos, all kinds of good stuff. We have Willie Peach Chocolates. It is a veteran who makes chocolates out of his own home. Uh, they have all kinds of different Scoville units and spice. Scoville units is the rating of what they they you know monitor freaking hot peppers. He has some that are in the two million Scoville units. He has some that are just somewhere in the six thousand ish. If you just say jalapenos or whatnot, Willie Peach Chocolate is incredible chocolate with spice. Some of them don't. If you get the s'mores, it is just something that the kids can eat and they'll love. You guys go check them out. That's Willie Peach Chocolates. You got Bullion Box. Hit up Bullion Box. You can get yourself a subscription base of precious metals right now. It's a big deal because precious metals are going through the roof. There's something so valuable about that right now. A lot of weird things are going crazy, but precious metals is doing great right now if you guys are interested in investing invest in precious metals use bullion box let them know you that i sent you barry law is a law firm that focuses on veterans to get them the the disability rating that they deserve they're veteran owned and operated and they are there for you if you guys are interested in getting your va disability ratings figured out if you're having trouble and you need an advocate behind you, go to ptsdlawyers.com. That's ptsdlawyers.com for them to help you. If you're interested, go backslash Rocco to hear my story. 
you got Modern Gun School. Modern Gun School is a distance learning armor school. You can use your Voc Rehab, you can use your GI Bill, and you can get your education on directly at your house in the comfort of your own home. Learn how to be an armor. I actually just sent a veteran this morning to there because he's he wants to get into the uh, a little bit better in the gun space, and he's starting a gun shop. And he said he has his Voc Rehab, wasn't sure what to do. And I told him, hit up Modern Gun School, get signed up, get your armor certifications in the comfort of your own house, and here he goes. So he's going to go hit that up. Another sponsor we have is, is Deadeye Outfitters. You guys know who they are. Uh, I usually wear their socks. We've partnered up with them uh, in Veteran. We're going to be doing some flannels here soon. You go to Deadeye Outfitters. Uh, they have some incredible flannels, socks, and outdoor kind of apparel. They're, they're like a hunting, manly, really cool group of dudes. Um, they're awesome. You guys check them out and manscape. I'm going to hit him now because we just got our little manscape. Hey, I, I would show you, right? Look at no more hair. I'm going to show this to the YouTube people. This there, is nice. There's a D there's a D in that manscaped manscaped. Look, I'm so manly. There's no more chest hair. Normally it's like trying to get peanut butter out of shag carpet in my chest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we're taken care of now because of manscaped. All right, y'all, promo code Rocco, if you guys are interested in some Manscaped stuff, you guys help us out. When you use our sponsors, you help us out because they see that you're listening, that you're supporting the sponsors who support us. But now let's get to James Cameron and executive protection. James, we've done this before, but not about executive protection per se. We talked about, you know, it was a crazy time, and I want to just talk about your, your take on some of the security stuff that we should be prepared for. But please, if you don't mind, for our listeners, please give a, a brief, you know, um, um, bio of who you are and, and, and what you do. All right. So uh, I've been in security doing executive protection license since 2009. Started my company out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, like you, uh, veteran, combat veteran, did did a, a long time over in Iraq. Um, contracted with State Department doing diplomatic security. That that's what opened my eyes to uh, venture into the private sector and uh, kind of realized people weren't doing it properly um, out, out in the real world. So I uh, did that. I got my board certification. So I'm a board certified security risk manager um, through an international organization as well. So I have a lot of experience in the EP space. Um, it even took me to uh, the point where I was able to live in Dubai for five years, providing um, liaison security advice to one of the royal families and did a little bit of work with them overseas. But that took me five years uh, living internationally. So Again, I come back here to the States and I see a lot of uh, buffoonery really in the EP industry. And um, as a veteran, I'm not, you know, I, I, I kind of a senior NCO, you know, you call people out when, when, when things are wrong, you, you want to highlight it and say, hey, look, this is wrong. You're setting a bad example for the industry. Uh, you're not doing it properly anyway. So let's fix it. Let's try to fix it. Yeah, and you know, through this podcast, I, I don't want to name names, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about etiquette in, in the EP space and really hit what's important to, sure. you know, I'll say from my perspective, right? So in executive protective, even in the Hollywood space, uh, the last thing you want to do is bring attention to yourself. You know, the last thing that if someone has got, and, and I'm usually bigger than some of the guys they have hired here. So it's kind of funny to me, but, and I probably have more training than most of the dudes that they hire here because I've talked to them. And That's I always true. told, I told James that like, he's the guy I want to hire, right? He's the guy I want to hire. I've actually worked with James uh, directly. And also he's been there with my family on big events and watching how he kind of monitored my family uh, is just an indication of how professional you are. 
James, and, and, in this you. whole thing. And, and me and my wife have always been very comfortable with our whole family in your hands. And so uh, in saying that, it, it is a space where you do not want to provoke. It's a space where you don't want to draw attention. It's a space where you want everyone in the area that you are, you are supposed to be protecting feel normal, you know? Well, there's, there's really different dynamics of, of exact, well, there's executive protection and then there's bodyguard work, right? So you've, you've got the space of bodyguards where certain people fit into that profile, right? They're big, they're bulky, um, but they're standing out. They, you know exactly who they are. Yeah, right. it's like Floyd Mayweather. He has guys that are like, I mean, he can fight for himself, sure. obviously, but he has a six foot seven bodyguard. It's like just guys. Exactly. Whereas executive protection, yeah, you're you're dealing with the C-suite type um, diplomatics, uh, diplomatic individuals that come over to the states for visits, uh, whether it's business or pleasure. Um, really high end individuals that you're this, you're there, and you can blend in as part of their group, right? You you belong. However, you're constantly looking, you're constantly doing a lot of different things. So there's really the, the two dynamics, right? If you're going to be a bodyguard, you have an image. If you're going to be an EP agent, you have an image. You know, EP agents, even when I was in Iraq, um, you know, I, I worked for Blackwater for several years working for state. When we first started on, when I first started on the ambassador's protective detail, it was full kit, you know, long guns, the whole deal. And then over time, when we're going to the president of Iraq's house, it became, okay, now drop the kit, put on a sports coat, still maybe some tactical pants, and then it progressed even further into a suit. So when you see guys in the States, you know, all kitted up and it's hashtag EP, you're like, no, that's, that's not EP. That's, that's nothing to do with executive protection. Is so that considered kind of, more of a bodyguard? Well, I mean, it's not, it's not considered anything. It's considered a, you know, either I should have joined the military and I've done this, or I was in the military. Look at all my cool stuff, right? It's a it's a fluff piece. That's all it is. It's it's BS. It's to say, look at how cool I am, and it's to get clicks. And, it becomes and- it becomes a marketing strategy, and and when you become a marketing strategy uh, or the cool guy strategy of gaining followers and likes and shares, and and then picking up sponsors, uh, that's one thing. But the genuine uh, the genuine. I guess skill set of that is false, right? You're giving a Correct. false representation of what you do. And that's 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 kind of fucked up. Well, I look at I look at it like this is um it it, it takes nothing for an executive assistant because in the real world, a CEO isn't looking for security, right? He's he's pushing it off on an HR manager, an executive assistant, somebody to look for security. Right. I need security at my house, I need security, whatever. Um, or you know, even a, a security director. And it's very simple to hashtag, right? Let me hashtag executive protection. Let me see what it's like. If the first thing that comes up are these goons, they've got a negative uh, impression of what we do. You know, it's, you see a guy full kit, long gun. It's like, whoa, I don't, my client doesn't need that. And it's a bad impression. On top of that, you know, for the individuals that are doing it, um, I don't think they think through the liability. What if you get into a situation? The first thing the prosecutor team is going to do is look at your Instagram and be like, well, you're all about guns. No wonder why you shot first. Yeah, there's there's no professionalism in, you know, it's one of those things that you should be so trained and not have to look like the threat. But when you need to be you need to do your job, you do your job. Right. You know, there's that there's, you know, a lot of people are throwing on around that new phrase or they're using it a lot more now is that gray man. Right. I'm just right. that gray man. You know, I'm unassuming I'm here, but you don't know I'm here. Right. Yeah. So um, because the other individual backed out, I'd like to 
I was going to show you, kind of give you an example of some of the other things that I've called out in the industry as it pertains particularly to EP. If okay. That's okay. So yeah, as, yeah. A as a veteran, I'm sure you would appreciate this, um, appreciate my point of view anyway. So there's, a, there's no certification in executive protection, right? There's schools out there that say, hey, get certified, but what, it's a piece of paper. Um, it means nothing. There is no national standard. There's no national piece of paper that says, hey, you're, you're good. So, so there's a school. Uh, uh, let yeah. me, uh, I'm going to say something real quick, but yeah. because there is no actual certification, genuinely, it comes down to experience, right? The, someone who considers himself a professional comes down to experience and experience comes down to how often and, and what kind of jobs you've done and, and everything else like that, correct? Yes, correct. Sorry. So <clears throat> there's, there's one particular school that I've been very vocal about, and like I said, we won't name names, um, but very vocal about and they target veterans and they target them for their GI bill and they take 10 to $30,000 from their GI bill for an executive prote protection training. And they check the boxes of well, it's 30 days long and you get so many hours. So they check all these boxes. So the VA goes, yes, okay. You're, you're a vocational school now. Well, there's no vocational school for executive protection. You know, you're not a plumber. You're not a, uh, an anesthetician or uh, manicure. Yeah, there's no skill set. You don't go nowhere with this shit. Right. So now, now some poor veteran who doesn't know any better that sees these contracting jobs that may or may not still exist overseas, but you got a school that's pitching a PSD course, 30,000 bucks off your GI Bill, not a dollar comes out of your pocket, but we'll take care of all the paperwork and give you all the training. And then you might be able to get one of those PSD jobs. Well, when I worked as an instructor for diplomatic high threat security for state, if I saw the certificate, it means nothing. When we see it on a resume, it means, it means nothing, like it's garbage. So you're, you're taking, you're targeting veterans for 30,000, up to 30, maybe more depending on how many courses you sign up for and taking their GI Bill. And these I guys, unfortunately, you know how it is when you get out, you know, that old phrase of nine out of 10 employers want to hire you, that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's completely yes. So you're scratching, looking for looking for work. Well, here's a school, and I know there's contractors overseas. My GI Bill, no big deal, as opposed to using it towards business. And I know it's a personal decision, but it just irks me wrong. Well, no, it's it's almost false advertising, man. Yeah, I, it, I've, I've been trying to get my barbershop uh, to fall into the Voc Rehab program so we can mentor. So it's an apprenticeship program we want to put together so we can help veterans become barbers right we can't afford to become an actual schoolhouse because it's a 200 i think it's half a million dollars and so we're like well maybe we can be we can set up the whole uh, apprenticeship program and mm -hmm. that's just and that's giving them a skill set where they become a barber right that's giving them a career set they right. know or they could even work out of their house yeah they could do anything they want from that yeah. point because you're a certified barber Right. But to 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 tell people that they get executive protection, that's it's kind of crazy because we don't if there is no certification for it, then then anyone hiring would probably look at that and be like, what the fuck is this? Well, I mean, you know, for example, I, I've hired guys, of course, and, and gals. Um, I personally don't care what school they've gone to because I, there's no standard. So I don't know what they're teaching. Right. Yeah. So I, when I interview and I may be different, but I interview and I give situational questions. I want to see what your thought process is. I want to see how do you problem solve? How do you think through a, a scenario, real world, you know, stuff that I've had to deal with, yeah. you know, yeah. and had to solve. So that's kind of what I look at. Now, I just don't like the disingenuousness where you actually target um, veterans and go after them. Um, 
And I don't know if it's still true to this day, but it used to be where, you know, 90, over 90% of the revenue was based off of GI Bill, which by law, it's only supposed to be 80%. So, you know, they, they specifically go after vets. And as, as a veteran, that kind of hits home. It's like, don't, don't steal from my brothers and sisters, you know? Yeah. And, and then give them an empty certificate. That's frustrating. Right. That's frustrating as all hell. Right. It's, it's crazy. How did the executive protection of side of the house or this the whole executive protection field gets so so i guess diluted is it, it you know because i know how we are like a lot of us infantry dudes who spent time in combat got out and it was either law enforcement or, or contracting was the first direction to go right. to contracting pays way better than any law enforcement ever will you know and so uh at some point, I mean, contracting just got nuts, and I know it's kind of died down a lot recently. But how did the executive protection space just get so so crazy? Well, I think that it, you know you get these spring up schools that see an easy opportunity. You know, they'll not necessarily the school I'm speaking of, but there's other schools that maybe charge a modest amount, seven thousand bucks for seven days. You know, and then there's some good training out there. I'm not knocking all. You know, I'm not knocking the schools uh, that are out there because there is a different type of language that's used. You know, there's formations that you have to know. There's a lot of stuff to EP, right? Um, but some schools focus on the running and gunning stuff, which is not, you know, I mean, I was a contractor in uh, overseas for uh, probably six to seven years. How many times did I crack doors and actually shoot or fire on a hostile? I didn't, right? But this yeah. is a, a core selling point for theirs. We're going to shoot from vehicles. and In the States, really? You're going to do that? Because that, that's not right. going to happen. That's unrealistic. You know? Yeah, it's not realistic, but they're selling the sexy. And it kind of circles back to the, the gentleman that was supposed to be on this podcast is that's what he's selling. He's selling the sexy, right? But it's a total misrepresentation of what the industry is about. Um, you know, and when I did my research, which I did, did a little, little due diligence, you know, he's got at least four different Instagram accounts and they range from 69% fake followers all the way up to 91% fake followers. How did you do that? How did you find, is there an app that we can do that? Yeah, there's a, there's a, um, there's a website called fakecheck.co <laughs> and you type in their URL. Um, you, you put in the Instagram URL. Uh, it's a, it's a paid service. So I paid like 15 bucks to run some, you know, whatever. And it literally, literally breaks down, um, it tells you likely real followers, 13%, dormant or fake followers, 86.96%. And so, you know, th those of you who are listening don't realize that there's a lot of apps that people can buy to buy followers. And when you're buying followers, it is another one of those weird algorithms that I believe, there's no proof of this, but I believe Instagram and Facebook have a whole side of the house that is just creating fake accounts just to give you followers because you're paying those followers, right? It's this weird space that I, I don't understand that uh, it's just a lot of bots and a lot of companies have made millions off of you paying them to get yourself followers. And so uh, those are paid followers. That's like a, if, if, a, if a bikini model has 100,000 followers and you see her have an engagement of only four or 14 likes, like that's unrealistic. <laughs> well, that's, that was the whole thing. That's why I started doing an investigation or looking into it. One, we were going to have this conversation. And two, you look at his posts and he's got, you know, say on one of his sites, 57,000 followers and he's got 109 likes. Like yeah. That math doesn't work. Doesn't right? make sense. Um, but shockingly, unfortunately, even in my space, people don't look into it. They go, oh my God, well, he's got so many followers. He must be somebody I should follow and I should listen to. 
or, you know, when he puts out his, his stuff, um, you know, he, he, he's kind of the preacher of the EP world. He likes to put out a lot of inform information, which is one of the things I was going to, like I said, I was going to tell him, look, you know, some of the situational videos he posts, cool, you know, good. Uh, but when you're running around with a badge on your, on your full kit with a long rifle and you say, you know, executive protection, well, where, where is that? Israel? Uh, you know, I mean, like not here, I mean, not, not anywhere here. So it's just very disingenuous and it's yeah. very false and misleading. And to, to, to his and other people's credit though, um, I, I get fake followers all the time and, and there's a different, it's a weird thing where my page I'll probably get, I think I get about a hundred followers a day and probably 10 to 15 I know are fake. Like I know are sure. fake and I don't understand what that is, to be honest. I'm not sure what the fuck is going on these days. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I did call him out. Um, I did, I did call him out a while back on, a, I think it was a LinkedIn thread and he admitted, yeah, you know, he bought some followers. So that's he's crazy. Like, though. He's like, well, I, I didn't, I didn't know that was, I didn't know. I thought everybody was doing that. Well, yeah. And, and those of you listening, don't ever fucking buy followers. You ruin your authenticity. You ruin your, your organic growth and, and, and your algorithms of people that potentially want to actually follow you buy purchase your items or or any of that shit it just ruins everything i've seen people do this a lot in this space for some reason people chase these fucking likes and shit and i understand they in their head they probably think it's gonna convert sales but it it's absolutely the opposite it fucking dilutes your whole branding and it makes you look like a fucking idiot and there's no way to get rid of them i mean once they're no. in and then and then like you said you know you get fake followers not by you buying them but they become fake well that fake follower then another fake follower jumps off of that one, which jumps off of that one. And now, yeah. you know, your, your, your brand is so diluted. What I'm shocked in is, is that people that utilize this person for photo ops hasn't checked into this, you know, where's their marketing people that go, wait a minute here, before we prop this person up, let's do our due diligence. Yeah. That's a, that's something in the whole space that needs to be looked at, right? That's right. there's people that get sponsored by big brands and those big brands I think are still behind the power curve and understanding social media marketing and what's valuable and what's not valuable. Right? right. They don't, they don't understand like analytics. They don't look at, you know, the, the, the engagement. Right. And, and they just say, Oh, this guy is a nice fluff piece. Right. And like beach muscles and fucking cool hair, whatever the hell. And uh, they start sponsoring people like that. And that's really weird. I think if you're, if you guys are listening to this and you're a business owner and you use you, so you do any kind of social media marketing with anyone, if you sponsor anyone, I would look at their analytics. I would look at their engagement. I would ask for them to actually take pictures of their own personal numbers and send them to you. I've done that with some big brands, right? Working with Manscaped, they have to know the actual algorithms they have to know. And that's valuable, right? That's providing valuable information to prove that there is there is a great uh, uh, value in sponsoring this individual. So, so that's the funny thing. Um, you guys have to, you guys who are, who are owners of businesses need to look into the people that you sponsor. James, so how many years have you been in the business for that? You there, James? Oh, I think we lost him. Looks like, Mike, did we lose James? Yeah, it's kind of skipping a bit. Huh. Yeah. So we'll give it a second and we'll yeah, set, should settle out. Is that our side? Okay, go ahead, James. Tell me, tell me. So, where are you at now in your career field with executive protection? Executive protection. I'm gonna try and connect this. Is it me or is it James? Because now it's getting weird. 
I can, I can see you solidly. His is not moving. His is frozen. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to connect mine to the hardwire of the internet in a second too. But like we were talking about Manscaped, you guys know we're now sponsored by Manscaped. If you guys are interested, get your Manscaped. You guys can hit us up. Use the use the promo code. Um, oh, geez. Use the promo code Rocco. Get yourself some Manscaped. Uh, it is all about shaving and preparing and soothing. It is good stuff for you. I got my box waiting for me at the house, and I'll be getting it here soon. We will get we will get James back on here in a second. He is talking about executive protection. Uh, Mike, if you don't mind, work on getting him back in here. Uh, looks like something on his uh, side didn't work. Uh, if you guys are following us right now, uh, we had a debate we were going to do. We were going to bring two individuals in the same profession. Uh, they were having a little bit of uh, a misunderstanding on LinkedIn, and they asked for me to be the moderator of their conversation. And so we invited them both. Uh, one of the gentlemen uh, decided to back out the last minute, didn't believe it was going to be um, smart for his sponsorships, didn't want, you know, just wasn't comfortable with the scenario. And so he backed out and James Cameron is here with us today talking about the significance of being a good role model and not even that uh, uh, a figure for the executive protection space. Um, and, you know, I've worked with James personally. So I was trying not to make any decisions before I got to hear both sides of the story. Uh, and as of now, you know, I've worked with James personally and he is extremely professional in what he does. James, are you with us again? Yeah, I don't know awesome. what happened. I love. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's all good, dude. We we made it work. Yes. We, we used it as a sponsorship moment to talk about Manscaped. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, we talked about the lawn mower, awesome. uh, uh, 2.0, and and how you know my wife is appreciating it. That's it, dude. <laughs> good. Well, man, so in executive protection, where are you at right now with it, with your company? And, you know, what is the future in executive protection that you foresee? And, and you know, how would, would someone, a third question on that, and how would someone you, would you like to see someone represent the space? You know, how is, how would someone use marketing capabilities to show their skill sets as well as kind of become the cool guy factor, but within respect to the executive protection space? Well, I think it's, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting question. It's very difficult to answer um, because the the guys that I know that are still working in executive protection for legit billionaires, you don't see them on social media. Yeah. Right. Um, you don't see these guys. So I, you know, kind of the way I look at it is those that post the most do the least. Right? Mm. You know how it is. Uh, I mean, you got a producer. How how difficult? How much time does it take you to to record something, edit it, and then produce that product? Right. It takes. Yeah. A tremendous amount of time. So the guy that we're talking about puts stuff out all the time. So how much is he really working? Right. You know? And yeah. and uh, the only thing that I can recommend is find those people. And I and I, I get blown up all the time because I will help people out. I'm not going to chase you down to help you. Uh, but there's people in the industry that are present on social media. Like I'm present, but I'm not over the top. You know, I don't chase followers. I don't care about any of that. I post stuff when it's relevant. Um, on my personal page, it's respectful personal stuff, you know, but it's respectful. Um, so you really have to find those individuals and drill down to them and say, hey, you know, somebody was sending, if you were to send me a message today and say, hey, James, I hear you're in executive protection. Or I've seen you in social media groups. You know, what can I do? 
cool. I will open that dialogue. I will send you my number. Say, hey, give me a call. I will, I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll let you know what to stay away from. I'll tell you where um, good opportunities may lie. But there is no, you know, there's no one catch-all um, for here's a, a career track and this is where you're going to go. You know, I, right. I, I don't know what the statistics are, but if you look at the people that go and pay for these high-speed EP trainings, they're truck drivers now. You know, there's, yeah, not, yeah. there's really not that much work. I've worked for billionaires who have had a butt ton of money, can afford the security they need, and they have two people, you know? Yeah. I, I ran into Robert Hershevik in, in San Diego, the guy from Shark Tank, yeah. hanging out at the bar by himself. And I'm like, you know, I had a business card on me. I'm like, hey, sir, um, you know, if you need security, you know, yeah. let me know. Here's my card. And he's like, no, I'm good. I mean, the reality is these people really don't like security. They don't need it around. I mean, look at Tiger Woods, crashed his own car. Why? He's got enough money for a driver, but he doesn't want one. So yeah, it's an interesting. I mean, is the space almost dying, or is it a just very, very small? Yeah, very particular people it's, need yes, that. It's very very small. Um, it's not nearly. I mean, if if a school is putting out you know forty people uh, a year or a cycle in training, out of those forty, maybe two get a job. You know, and, and even at that point, they're working security stuff. You know, there's so many people on the on the executive protection websites, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. And they're they're open to halls and walls doing, you know, event security somewhere. They're not doing executive protection. Yeah, those those big cases. Right. So I know personally some like Katy Perry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Some of those will have someone drinks during concerts more than anything right. is, is the time frame of getting them there, getting them out, whatever the sure. case. Uh, is it more of like a word of mouth kind of job? Like people trust you and that's kind of how it goes. So, so the social media marketing would never even make, make a difference. It, it doesn't. Um, it, it, it doesn't. I don't, I don't think in my professional opinion, I don't think it makes a difference because I think the more you blab on social media, the less you are likely to be trusted and or utilize. And that's the same with companies. You know, I, I've seen it, it's kind of died off now, but there's a ton of companies, um, small security companies out there that will post a job on, on Facebook. Hey, need two executive protection agents tomorrow evening for arm gig, $25 an hour. Well, what kind of due diligence are you doing on those people? You're not doing a background yeah, check. That's kind of shady. And it happens all the time. I mean, more often than not. And you're like, as a professional, I'm like, you know, I, I wouldn't hire somebody off of Facebook um, for no. something that's supposed to be that important. Well, so I'm, in, it, I'm in Salt Lake City, and I have a, a list of four guys. Those four guys I trust. Right. And if someone calls me saying, hey, this guy's coming to town in Salt Lake City, um, do you have someone? Like Those are the only four guys I call. And sure. if those four guys can't do it, no one's getting the call. There's no right. secondary to that because right. that's dangerous, dude. It is 100%. And then you, you get the situation like what happened in Colorado, you know, that um, that executive protection, I'll use quotes for um, the listening audience, uh, air quotes, uh, that shot that dude at that protest. Oh, uh, yes. Come to find out that guy was unlicensed. Um, the company he was working for, is screwed and it was subcontracted out from a large company. So that's really what happens in this space. So say, for example, you get a GS4, right? GS4 is uniform guard services. Mm-hmm. They're billable. They, they count on tens of thousands of billable hours a week. Executive protection is, is very hard to fill. Um, it's costly and it's, it's a challenge that they don't want to deal with. So what they do is GS4 gets the contract and then they find a local sub to sub it to. Yeah. So what you're actually doing is you're diluting. So, and this is how I got the job in Dubai, to be honest, I broke it down for the shake. I said, you know, you know, your highness, what happens is 
you pay $100 per hour for a security guard. And I'm just using that as an easy number. $100 an hour for executive protection. You fly into New York, the New York company gets the contract. They get the $100 billable hour. Mm -hmm. They contract it out to me in Vegas. And they say, oh, we can only afford to give you $50 an hour. So now my billable is 50. So what does that mean? I have to hire a guard at 30, $35 an hour to cover my costs. So is that guy really getting the protection he's paying for? No, absolutely no. not. No, he's getting some diluted version of it that, that everyone has to get their cut. Yeah, he's getting some dude in a suit that wears white socks and boots, right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's what he gets. You know? Bro, those guys are the worst. Those guys are the worst. So the, You know, to, to the, 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 one, more, one more example to tie it all in on how bad the EP industry is. There's, a, there's another individual I was very vocal about, and he was working in the industry for a while. Now he does a lot of staffing. Dude's a felon. Like he, he, like he was convicted of impersonating a police officer three times and convicted. So there's court records. I mean, it's very simple. I, I posted out where to find all this information. Wow. Let's just, let's just see his stats. False impersonation of law enforcement with intent of robbery. So he was pulling cars over, pretending Whoa. to be a cop to rob them. Um, he, he was operating motor vehicle in a careless and imprudent manner involving an accident leaving the scene of a motor vehicle accident with injury, property damage, second offense. So that was a felony. DWI, alcohol related, operating vehicle on highway without valid license. And then most recently in 2019, um, had is warrants issued for giving worthless checks of a hundred of a, a thousand to twenty five thousand dollars. The check I actually saw the warrant it was for like a little over five thousand dollars. So he's floating bad checks. This dude has a following on on Facebook and, and on Facebook as well. And everyone just thinks, oh, he's, he must be a good guy. He's got a lot of friends. No, people, do your due diligence. Look into these people that you are putting up on your idol as man. They must know what they're talking about. Look into their background. For security people, we are the worst at checking on our people. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy because that's one of the big things a company I work for in in Utah is like we we do an investigation background investigation on everybody. Like that's you have to, and and you'll find things that you're like, oh, didn't expect that. Yeah, can't use you know, that. There's a lot. Just... There's a lobbyist out there that has like six felonies, and I'm like, how is this dude a lobbyist? Like, how are the political? Like, I, I'm coming in here like, look, I'm trying to promote good, positive veteran organization groups, and I got the dude over here fighting against me who has six felonies. Like, who do you? How do I not win? <laughs> yeah. How do you not support my beliefs? Well, that's the thing is when, when I call this guy out and granted, some of these things go way back six years ago. So not way back. Let's yeah. be honest. I got chastised for it. Oh, he's a good dude. He's learned his, he's learned from his mistakes. No, dude. No. I mean, you need to find a different career. You, you cannot be trusted or you should not be trusted with security of other individuals and or their families. I mean, you never know what we get a call for. You know, you, you may get a call, hey, I need a state security where my family's at. You want this felon? You know, I'm sorry, you're a felon. You know, yeah. it's, you, you made bad choices. Maybe you need a different career, you know? Um, and so it's, it's very interesting that we don't police our own. You know, it's, you know, with some of these guys, it's kind of like what I talked to you uh, and I was shocked. I pulled up some pictures of uh, on Instagram. At least they tag it airsoft. But these dudes look straight out like an ODA team. I mean, there's a guy with quads. And I'm like, did you spend $40,000 just to look cool? Or are those fake? Or But they look like full-on task force dudes. There's some interesting stuff on social media. And there's a couple of dudes I follow because they do take cool pictures. So I'm like, oh, right. that's cool. And then you realize, like, oh, that's not even legit 
stuff. It's their <laughs> songs. I mean, at least, like I said, the, the pictures that I, I grabbed, at least they had the they had the honesty to put airsoft. Yeah. You know, unlike the guys that I'm talking about that are full kit that put on executive protection, which is not not executive protection. So, well, dude, but, if you guys are interested in any kind of EP work or learning more about it or getting into the career field of it, you guys are more than welcome to to reach out to James Cameron. At the same time, if you're interested in knowing more about this conversation, uh, I, I ask you to reach out to James Cameron right there's 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 so much more to this that i i want you guys who are looking at maybe hiring an ep to understand it better to not hire the cool guy factor but hire the person who is the most professional in that space uh and and james if you don't mind tell the listeners and the viewers who where they can find you um i'll make sure to put all that into the you know the information when we upload sure the video. And- uh, they can always email me directly at j cameron c-a-m-e-r-o-n at scg-lv.com uh that's my that's my email address um i'm on uh linkedin which is i you know i post a lot of stuff on a wide variety of security related topics on on linkedin and linkedin you can just look me up at j cameron c-a-m-e-r-o-n 375 on linkedin um everything else is kind of the company so facebook it'd be scglv um same thing with twitter and and uh and Instagram, things like that. Yeah, and James is also a published author. You know, he does a lot of stuff in this in the space of of getting people prepared. You know, I would say is that correct terminology? Yeah, I mean, the the thing that's really, I mean, nobody retires from executive protection. You know, like that's not a career field. I mean, even Secret Service, you're on a presidential detail. You know, three years and then you move on to support or you know, nobody retires from executive protection. So you know, branching out, like I got my board, like I said, my board certification, I've written two books on active shooter preparedness. Um, you know, so there's a, there, it's a wider field. I mean, I'm actually moving outside of the EP stuff. Cause this is, if this, if the direction of the community is going in this direction without policing its own, I don't have time for it. You know, I just, it's just not something that I'm going to deal with. It dilutes the quality of people that are out there. And like you said, you have those handful of people that I know if I needed something, those are the guys going with me. Right. Um, and those are becoming far and few between. So, yeah, no, I hear you, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I wish we were able to have this this debate like we planned and 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 scheduled and I was ready for. But, yeah. um, you know, the other individual wasn't ready for that. And, and I think like I said his sponsors told him not to. And, and so be it. Right. So if you guys are interested in doing your due diligence and learning more about the executive protection space, please reach out to James Cameron, hit me up, whatever you need. I can get you his contact. And again, Thank you so much for being a part of this, bro. I appreciate. Hey, I appreciate you taking this on. Uh, you know, pretty short notice. Like it was only last yeah. week that we talked about this. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the good thing is I have you know Mike, my my producer, who's just helped me stay organized and everything. So it made sense. I was like, oh, cool. This is something different that we're not talking about on the podcast. We should. You know, I love having that wide variety of of options to to be on the podcast and always staying true to to where I'm from. You know, and like this is something that's important to me. Yeah, well, and and I appreciate that because I mean that was uh, the other individual wanted me to go on his podcast, and I wasn't comfortable because then it could be deleted, cut, whatever. And I know you'd be a, a a nonpartisan third party, knowing a little bit about the space, but also not knowing the space. So it would have yeah. been a, I think it would have been a positive back and forth. Uh, but you know, um, those that are listening, if you if you follow me on social media or anywhere, I will be dropping a one minute video, which will have more information. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us, bro. And uh, we are out of here, guys. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Tag, share, tell your friends about Vinny Rock Podcast. We're growing. Thank you very much. We're out. I 
took the blows and did 